0: Two, three, four, five, let's go! of Cajun country. This is Faye 5 from Fans. I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. We've got a chilling show for all of you out there in the podcast universe for this, the spookiest time of the year. Today, I've invited Matt of the Pugwell 316 show to discuss our five favorite British horror films. Matt does long-form interviews on YouTube as Pugwell 316, horror plus he's an inclusive schools assessor consultant and has had and has contributed to radio 4 com com co gosh this is all english <laughs> <laughs> co for stockport co- county matt has made appearances on a range of podcasts he's a screenwriting graduate who enters short screenplay competitions and is an associate producer of a horror film which I am going to be asking about he has also begun hosting charity screening nights and maybe most importantly he loves springers the the dog not Jerry I mean but he might like Jerry too (laughs) I don't know
1: thanks (laughs) for zooming
2: across the pond Matt welcome to the show oh thanks for having me Jamie Uh, that's really cool what a lovely introduction um, no, it's uh, it, it's fantastic to be here and and to and to kind of see you. We've we've talked for a while online, but there's, there's no um. Well, there is a substitute for meeting online, which is meeting in person. But we're we're so, we're so far away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meeting up for a coffee is probably not on my. Uh, I can't afford I can't afford the airfare. But um, it is absolutely lovely to be here. Um, you know, particularly enjoy your horror themed um episodes the vampires one being my favorite one with your friend um, oh, you, Angela, you, 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 Angela <laughs> yeah you were just cutting it up and having a really good time and some of those films were just fascinating the choices behind them um and I love being working in inclusion I love the the whole idea of it, it doesn't it, we're not saying this is the best we're saying this is your favorite you have a, an attachment to it you love it and you know there's nothing wrong with loving a movie so I, yeah, I absolutely love that. So, yeah, I feel I'm in the right place. Thanks for having me, Jamie.
0: You are dead on, sir. Thank you. It is my absolute pleasure. And I do. So that's the first thing we we say is this is all about favorites. It's all about the stories behind it. Uh, it may be an incredibly bad movie. Um, you may have incredibly bad taste and not look like another wolf cop, Angela. But um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's what we love. <laughs> So Matt, tell yeah. us a little bit. I know I I I killed that uh, that intro, but tell us a little bit about horror plus and
2: about what you do. So yeah, so the the, the um, YouTube channel that I have is Pugwall three sixteen, like pug as like the dog wall, and then three sixteen, which came from when we were at university twenty uh, something odd years ago, longer. And as a group of us, we had like a fake comedy band that we had. We called it Pugwall three sixteen. We made. Ridiculous songs, just to kind of make ourselves laugh and um, goof around. Set up the YouTube channel to use that as a way of just sharing things. As we lived, we moved away, and we all lived in different places. Never really used it. Then the last year, I started working on a podcast with a friend of mine, Ben, um, called All Things Horror, and we kind of went in a different direction with that. In the sense of, I was I was wanting to do interviews and promotion and things like that, and and we really both kind of wanted to do. Um, just keep the podcast talking about movies each week just two friends talking about movies so I had all these interviews that I'd recorded and I didn't really know what to do with them so I put them on my Pugworld 316 channel changed the name a little bit put Horror Plus in there um, and it really did take off like just for me doing things that maybe I wasn't used to doing before sort of editing and creating things um, doing live streams um, a guy that i would known for quite a long time just through being watching his channel al Lacard. we've been talking for years and years and uh, on twitter or x and um and, and become pretty good friends and he's just always encouraged me and we've just kind of got i ended up doing more and more and more um in terms of horror and and the big thing was interviewing jed shepherd the um the writer of host and what i realized was how hard it was to get a film made, particularly in the UK. He was so passionate, so involved. I was like, right, I need to find a way of of promoting these people, even in a little way. So I started interviewing new creators, young creators, writers, podcasters, people who I really enjoyed, and then promoting the hell out of their work because I loved it so much. So that's the horror side of things really and 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 why you know Pugwall 316 sort a strange name for a horror YouTube channel but it's going really well um people are really sort of getting on board with it i've got like a core group of people who are always involved and always on the, on the on the chat and it's lovely the horror community is so inclusive and such a lovely group of people to be a part of um so yeah i'm really enjoying it this obviously it's not my day job um, yeah. but my day yeah. job does it does involve interviewing people <laughs> um. so this is just a different kind of interviewing in a different realm Um. so yeah loving it thank you yeah awesome have you ever uh met
0: or heard of neil Fraser from neil Fraser graphics no no yeah you should look him up he i, I believe he moved to scotland i'm not positive which if my geography is correct is still in the united kingdom
2: yeah right. it's about an, yeah. Hour, an hour and a half an hour and a half from where i live now because yeah. i'm right i'm right at the top of the uk now he I'm has
0: some amazing artwork that he does a lot of horror based uh he and i did an episode of our fave five u.s movie posters oh, and okay. we're going to go back and do international posters but he is a fantastic guy um would you would love. I see from your art behind you. You would love what he does. He's got some awesome. great, great stuff. So, oh, um, that's
2: cool. I, yeah. I just googled him while while you were saying that, and then I've just seen it. He, yeah, he's doing an interview with somebody that I know on on YouTube. Um, yeah, horror movie poster artist Neil Fraser. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool because because yep. I've met Graham Humphreys who who's done some incredible um horror. Um, art and he 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 creates like books of them and they are just out of oh, this world. Yeah, fantastic. I'm so jealous of artistic, like people, people who are artistic in the way you know, I'll, I'll write, I'll write words. My, my, you know, I ramble on, but people who can paint and draw and oh my word, yeah, cartoonists. Uh, oh, it's just out of this world. I'm just so, uh, in all of them, <laughs> yeah. An- Angela's husband, Damon Pelican,
0: is like that. He can, he can take a pencil and draw an amazing thing, and I can take that same pencil and play tic tac toe. So there's <laughs> yeah. um, just yeah, no
2: comparison. No comparison. No, there really isn't. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it just so, like
2: getting that creative outlet out there, isn't it? And however you can. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's why I do this.
0: You know, I mm-hmm. I love the interviews. I love you know finding out what makes people tick you know why they love a certain thing so you know yeah, for sure. we, we do what we can um, <laughs> so people can find you on YouTube where else are you
2: Um. so I mean that's the big one really that's the one I've really focused my, my energies on on Spotify there is um, all things horror with Ben um, and Ben really is the brains and the and the creativity behind that he is very good with art and, and, and design and also you know he's a bit younger than me so he has more sort of a different entry level of horror. So we kind of bounce up different films off each other. I'm definitely skew more towards the sixties, seventies, eighties, maybe even (laughs) earlier than that. Um, So, um, yeah, so that's one, that's one thing really. And if you kind of go to my YouTube page, all my, all my links are there for everything else that I'm doing. Um, If anyone's in the UK, I've got a screening coming up um, for Nosferatu on the 27th of, of, um, October and that is um for Christie's cancer research. Um we're doing I'm doing a talk um selling popcorn, raffle tickets, selling action figures and just trying to make as much money for um for a wonderful cause who who helped my family a lot. So that's coming up. But the big things the YouTube, yeah, Pugwall three sixteen, that's the one. If you want to kind of know anything more about me, or if you don't, <laughs> don't go there. Um-
0: <laughs> well, like I say, send somebody you don't like there.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah well that that'll be great, great because
0: event. this will be coming out on the 27th of october oh fantastic. so yeah you'll be able to to tell people to come and listen like i say listen to me ramble on and on and on <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that'll be good actually because um you know i live in a very small community now i've moved from the city into the into sort of countryside and um we are it's a very small village and a very small village hall where i'm holding the the screening and it's really nice to get to know people but nobody knows who i am so um <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's a bit exciting um already a lot of the people who i've worked with on youtube have actually donated already um to my just giving page which is incredible like people who have interviewed um filmmakers and uh, you know artists and things like that who who have just gone oh um Here's $10 or, and I know it's from America as well, when it comes up on the Just Giving in instead of being pounds, it's $10. I'm like, oh, man. So yeah, some really lovely people that I've kind of got to know and um, they've inspired me with my writing and I've hopefully uh, promoted them. So yeah, it's awesome. Um, things are going well. Yeah, well, we'll have
0: all of those links too on um, on the show notes for this one. Uh, yeah. I always love that it's money is pounds, but weight is kilograms.
2: Yeah on. yeah I'm I'm still a stones because I'm cuz cause oh. I'm like 40 odd. everything's in, in my head is still in stones so like um teaching in school it was always teaching you know pounds and and uh, sorry um grams and kilograms but mm-hmm. um, then when I go home I'll be like if somebody asked me what I weighed in grams and kilograms, I haven't got a clue, but I could say I'm like <laughs> oh, I'm like eleven stone or twelve stone or whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, I found that funny. <laughs> mm, we're very so, strange right? Yeah. Oh, we are very strange. You look at a map of the world and there's one little section that's a different <laughs> color than almost everyone else. <laughs> so our topic today is going to be uh, British horror films and that's going to be films at least in my mind are films that not only are filmed in England but basically have an English cast as well Um, not everybody coming from America over there just to film one though that was perfectly fine as well that was my criteria Um, the idea came from Matt and though it may seem uh, pretty obvious, why don't you tell us a
2: little bit about why you wanted to do this one? Well, it was inspired by your vampires episode and we oh. were chatting and and throwing ideas back and forth. And I was like, well, do you know what would be great? Would be great if if my rationale, again, we we kind of have our own criteria and rationale behind it. Mine was, was certainly about um, British horror films that mo- I would imagine a lot of people know Hammer and Amicus films. But beyond that, maybe there's a bit of muddied waters, ones that they might not be that aware of. And I thought, right, I'll try and choose five that are not Hammer or Amicus. Now, interestingly enough, since I started writing this list, both Hammer and Amicus have made a comeback. Right. So yeah. So so I was interviewing Laurie Brewster, the the guy, um, who is bringing Amicus back? They've just hit their target on Kickstarter. Hammer um, a little bit further down the road because the guy who's bought them is a big um, Broadway theater producer, has a lot of contacts that way. But Laurie has, has got great things going. It, it, they've, they've smashed the target on um, for Amicus. Myself and Gareth, who has a YouTube page, uh, video tasties. Um, he he was he got um, Laurie to just pop up in our um, interview the other day when we were talking about Amicus. Oh, cool. and, um, And then Laurie spoke to us for an hour about it. So there is a lot going on with Amicus. And I would recommend people um, looking at the stretch goals on there because there's some really cool stuff coming out. Um, And and there's the new Hammer with um, Eddie Izzard uh, in it, the new Hammer film. The um, Mm -hmm. The Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I'm definitely, uh, what's the word, supportive of it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, let's go down a completely different road. And you you were supportive <laughs> enough to say, okay, Matt, yeah, let's do that. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of why why we're doing um, British horror. Not that it's the only horror I watch, but um, nope. it, it it might be just to signpost some ones that maybe people haven't heard of yet, which I think would be, would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, especially uh, here in the States. You know, there are some... My My list will be more of ones that are probably more mainstream, um, so I did just change an honorable mention uh, just this week by finally watching something that a bunch of people told me I should see. And <laughs> I agreed. It was really cool. Um, just, But uh, oh, okay. the, the nostalgia factor is probably a lot bigger for you guys. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, um, for
1: sure.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, I think what we'll do, if you're good, we'll start mm-hmm. off with our honorable mentions. You have a couple, right?
2: Yeah, I have two. I have two. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. And again, you may have yet not with the show before you may say, what's an honorable mention? And that is something that is either just so close to the five that you had to be able to talk about it. So we'll give you a little leeway there. Or Mm -hmm. it's just bad, but you couldn't not mention it for (laughs) uh, a good reason. And so that's what we do. So we both have two honorables and our five. So I say, if you're ready, sir, let's dive right into it and give me both of your
2: honorable mentions. Yeah, let's go. Um, So I am going to mention Hammer and Amicus in my honorable mentions, just as if I could include them. Obviously, I precluded them (laughs) by making my own own, um, uh, criteria. But there's two of my favorites. Um, I thought I'd mention one from Hammer and one from Amicus. Um, Both of them from uh, 1972. Well, good year. Um, yeah, it was a good year. Apparently, I didn't realize that when when I was writing them down. I, obviously, one of them is Dracula, AD nineteen seventy two. Obviously, <laughs> I didn't know that was from nineteen seventy two. Um, <laughs> uh, that one. To speak about that one, it's you've got Peter uh, Cushing, one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, Christopher Lee. But it's in a modern day. It's um, a Dracula film in a modern day, nineteen seventy two. Yeah, proper. Um Let's go. power style. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, is, it is the cheesiest of all of them because it's the in a strange sort of way it's the most dated. Um right. uh, it, even though like if you set it in an old castle somewhere in you know the 1400s or something, then it's fine. But because it's in the 70s, people go ha ha. ha. But um <laughs> but actually it's so much fun. Um the wonderful Caroline Monroe, it's just yeah, it's 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 the most fun so like it's a nice entry level dracula i think for mm-hmm. for people who want to try it, try it out um in a fun way in a, like maybe like a party kind of yeah. way um so that was my first one um and again there's so many most hammer horror films are amazing in my eyes but that one would be one I, I signpost to most people and the second one would be again from 1972 it is uh, an Amicus anthology what they did best what they did most Mm -hmm. um asylum so asylum um is about basically a um a doctor going to a an institute for people trouble people let's say and those people um, are each in different rooms and we explore a story for four of the different rooms um robert powell is the young doctor trying to work this out um again it's it's, it's less of a budget. People forget sometimes, but Amicus was essentially like a garden shed. And <laughs> so the reason for these um, anthologies were often because of um, being able to use people for short periods of time, not pay them as much, um, use the same people over and over again in different films and chop them all together. Um, but what came out of that, for Milton Subotsky as a writer, uh, um, was just such creativity such fun and for people like me with short attention spans little bite sized chunks of, <laughs> and if you don't like that story here's another one coming so out one. in a minute yeah <laughs> so asylum um is wild it's 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 funny it's strange and it's not boring um i think maybe that might put people off with with british horror or certainly or british horror from the 60s 70s they might think it's going to be a little bit um straight laced um but that's not the case with either of these films so yeah they're my two honorable mentions i really love uh of course i love the dracula
0: that's a that's a great one but that asylum that's really a fun movie and then at the end you still because you've got not only the four individual stories but you've got his story and the way that it ends too is just killer um yes (laughs)
2: yeah it it is there's there's things in it that you can and i think i said this to somebody recently but it bears repeating i suppose there's there's things like um little animatronics and and animated marionette kind of things that are in it that remind me a little bit of puppet master and if you think oh yeah a long a a long time after that and so there's there's some real creativity in it Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, I'd encourage people to watch Asylum. There's some really good good versions of it as well now, like um re-release some Blu-rays and all these different boutique labels make make lots oh, yeah. of money out of out of the I love that. <laughs> yeah. Actually Graham Humphreys, who I mentioned to you earlier on, and he I think he's done a lot of the arrow um artwork um for these re-releases and they look they really pop, they look, really look nice. Oh, I'll have yeah. to catch that. Because you know, I'm an auteur. Um, I buy all of my arrow
0: from the UK. Um, ah. I ended up getting them region free uh, a few years ago because there was a sale, and ah. everything was like so incredibly cheap. So I got a lot of my favorites.
2: Oh, cool! Yeah, um, but, yeah. So I have to check that, maybe see if he's done some of them. So I suppose it's a bit like me trying to get hold of like vinegar syndrome things, and you know, for my sort of real B movies, you yeah. know, getting them getting them over from America.
1: well anytime
2: you need you let me know because in may there is
0: a huge con that i go to and they always have like two tables huge tables and they have they have great uh i've got a few uh from them um so let me just let me know i'll hook you up and send them to you
2: there is one film that is on my grail that is a strange one it's um I think it's Vinegar Syndrome made this, but it's so expensive to find because it, they sold out of the initial run of it. Um, it's a it a, is a genuinely terrible film, but so much fun. <laughs> uh, champagne and Bullets or Get Even or Get Even because uh, there's no space. But um, huh? yeah, it's it, John DeHart. Um, it, it, got, it basically wrote, directed, sang um there's a guy i think he's a i think he's a lawyer and he just basically Uh made a made a movie where he was irresistible to women and really tough um (laughs) so it's my autobiography is what you're saying yeah (laughs) Yeah, okay yeah yeah yeah. it's it's the film we would all love to make um (laughs) so um yeah it's 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 wild and silly but it's so expensive like it it starts like secondhand it's like 80 80 pounds on ebay and um People and a friend of mine said um it's the same in the US, it's really hard to find. But yeah. Well,
0: I will tell you the interesting thing is is that when they say it's they're sold out, they are sold out because I have mm-hmm. literally been standing there going through stacks and people will come up with previously purchased steel sealed versions and right. the company is they will buy them back from them. Really? So they can turn around and we sell them. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Oh wow. So
0: it was <laughs> I was like, wait, you're
2: buying your own things back? And so I <laughs> i don't know it oh, was crazy. It's crazy yeah that is mad yeah. just putting those numbers on them make them more expensive don't they mm-hmm. just hand handwritten number on the slip slip case yeah i've oh, got no. the uh and they're both still sealed because i'm just crazy like that
0: i've got the fall of the house of usher oh. and uh i can't even remember what the other one is but i'll be honest i bought them in expectation because i was seeing stuff go for like you'd buy them for 40 dollars, and two weeks later they were 95
2: bucks uh, but you know yeah anyway. the, the, the Poe um the Arrow Poe set with um the Roger Corman ones with mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, with Vincent Price oh they're, they're so good yeah they're so good and particularly for people hopefully people will watch them I'm thinking of doing a video comparing the two for the new Mike Flanagan series I've not watched it yet um and just kind of seeing House of Usher against the House of Usher from the um from the from the Corman one and just kind of doing a comparison. Well, Um, not to
0: invite myself, but I haven't watched it either. And I love the Corman stuff.
2: Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. we should do that. Yeah, we should
1: definitely do that, man. I would would love that. Invite yourself. There you go. That's what I do best. (laughs) Do it, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my honorable mentions, I'm like I said, I'm going to start off with the the first one that was not even on. I've never even watched it. Um, But several people told me I should sit down. So I did. I found a nice copy on Venmo, I believe. Not Venmo, Vivio. Anyway, it's from 1992, and it's called Ghost Watch.
2: Oh, yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, I love those fake broadcast-type stories. Uh, There were several uh, in the U.S. Nothing like this. Uh, but there was one about some nuclear scientists make a bomb, and then it ends up going off. And so, I, I was instantly drawn to this when it was when it was told to me. And then I found out that Craig Charles is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Love me some some red dwarf. Wasn't really familiar with most of the other cast, but I didn't mm-hmm. really need to be because the story was very inviting. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it.
1: Yeah, uh, I love it. I've, I've- I think it's
0: part of your, uh,
2: you know, your citizenship test or whatnot that you have to watch this. (laughs) Oh, man, it it is. And because it's those are all like television presenters that I grew up with. So uh, Sarah Green did like a Saturday morning TV show. Michael Michael Parkinson's essentially was like our Johnny Carson. Um, Oh, okay. So you've got that kind of oh, and Mike Smith, who was Sarah Green's husband in real life, and and he was also a kids' TV presenter. So I watched that as a child, and I was like, "This is real. What's going on?" And it scared me to death. Um have heard they did about it, that. Yeah. Oh my word. There was there was people. There was actually a really sad story about somebody who did believe it, and and um, yeah, something really terrible happened to them. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. Who, who who maybe shouldn't have been watching it. Let's put it that way. Like kind mm. of wasn't you know detached from reality a little bit. Um, But the actual copy of it that I had, I had it for years and years and years, lost it in a move. And then they've just done a new, really nice um, release of it with loads of extras. It's really strange, though. I'd said to somebody during an interview a few weeks ago, um, I I, 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 I interview people for a living, but I'm not. um, I'm certainly no Michael Parkinson. And then the same day, Michael Parkinson passed away. Oh, please and don't say my
0: name in an interview
2: <laughs> it was so strange it really freaked wow. me out um but he um he's brilliant in it because he's got that gravitas and and seriousness and you believe it because of him he grounds the whole thing he does you know i mean did, did you did you i take it you loved it you thought it was great oh yeah oh yeah i, I did yeah. especially
0: the way that they laid it out where and, and spoiler alert for a, a movie from 92 um <laughs> that you get there and there's all of this proof that it's real And then you find out, oh, she's faking it by banging on the wall and stuff. And then you find out it keeps going and people (laughs) are calling in, seeing the. It was just really well paced, really. And then when it gets to the end and everything just starts happening, uh, just it was it was wonderful. I could see where kind of like our War of the Worlds. uh, Yes. People believed it because even the end where it just goes completely dark and you just kind of hear him mumbling around trying to figure yeah. out it was brilliant it was really they've brilliant. done they've
2: done something similar on it inside number nine the um the league of gentlemen um actors um on bbc so both on bbc um they've done something similar where they've done like a a, a, a live episode where everything's kind of gone terribly wrong they've done one where it's a quiz show Um, there was one recently with people going you'll never catch anyone like that now you'll never catch anyone like that they did one on channel four and it was like a documentary and you thought it was it was about um for people who were you know kind of thinking about having alternatives to meat Mm -hmm. and they were kind of growing meat from um samples from children and creating (laughs) um like Sort of really tasty meat, you know, really realistic meat. And the guy who presented it was a guy who does like a cooking show in the UK, and he goes, he does this oh, brilliant. show called Inside the Factory, where he goes inside the factory. So it was very, very uh, authentic feeling, and people fell for it in 2023. That's... People fell for it. So uh, wow. don't give me that. Oh, we wouldn't fall for it now. With audiences are too. Cl-. No, not true. Yeah. People <laughs> fall for for Twitter stories all day long.
1: Yeah, you no know? oh, for sure. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You
1: know? But I, I
0: love that. I did. I did have to chuckle several times when they kept referring to the basement uh, as the glory hole. Uh, oh, yes, and, and I was like,
2: <laughs> okay. "Oh yeah, yeah, they do that." I I don't know anybody. I'm. I think that was a very. It was a very middle class kind of BBC received English kind of thing with the people in the in it. The characters that was not something we would we would say the cellar or yeah, like that, yeah. Oh, okay okay good not good. that we have no. not that we couldn't we could afford one
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have cellars here in louisiana we have uh underground pools uh our, our, <laughs> yeah. yeah our water table is so bad i mean oh, so you know wow. the story in 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 down in new orleans that's why all of the the caskets and the tombs are all above ground is because oh. the water rise they just
2: pop right up out of the ground Okay, I've seen lots yeah. of films where people are kind of hanging around those graveyards because mm-hmm. it's such a strange-looking, unusual way of of doing it. Yeah, I've seen lots yeah. of horror films with it, and I always wondered why. I thought, I, I thought it was maybe like a mausoleum reason, you know, like kind of celebrating and having it all very ornate. But that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why
0: every once in a while you'll see a, a movie or show where they're in Louisiana and they're going down to the basement. I'm like. They're not going in the basement. I, they're not um, going in a because there are no basements. You know. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> some people, people like that no
0: Yeah, people uh, up in North Louisiana, uh, which is probably about three hours from here, the oh. table's a lot better. So there may be some up there, but but not down here. So.
2: Yeah, that's it. Down um, the road is three hours. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for us, the other end of the country is like six hours. It's so
1: crazy. <laughs> I mean,
0: Texas takes you. God, I can't know how many hours it takes you to drive across Texas. It's it's and they're next door. So um anyway. All right. So my other honorable mention is a much more well-known uh, across the world. It is 28 days later from 2002. Uh, I love, love, love this film for multiple reasons. One of the reasons is because I will argue, I will die on the Hill that this is not a zombie movie. This is in fact a virus movie and I love what Cillian Murphy does with it. The way that they're able to film the whole scene where he comes out of the hospital and there's no one around—it's uh, just nuts. And it goes on and on, and he ends up meeting some people along the roads. Uh, and it's just—it it just goes to show you, kind of like with Walking Dead, that these quote-unquote zombified people—they're um, <laughs> not really the monsters. It still comes no. down to the fact that it's the humans. Yeah. and you know, it's a great film it keeps you going from from moment number one and mm-hmm. it doesn't stop until the multiple endings uh if you have a uh, a version of the dvd and i absolutely love it brendan gleason is just yeah. a wonderful actor he does a great job yeah, and in bruges oh my word mm-hmm. what a film that is yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so love it and uh that's going to be my honorable
2: mentions Oh, that's really cool. I'm really. I see. I haven't really thought much about um, Twenty Eight Days Later. Um, for some reason, I it just. I watched it. It was a one and done with me. Um, really? I, I, yeah, I do like um, uh, Danny Boyle Danny, as yeah. a director. Um, he, he actually did really well when he did the uh, opening and closing uh, the uh, the Olympics when we had the Olympics in 2012. Um, he directed those. It's probably the best opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies I've ever seen. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I find there's a little bit of almost like a documentary distance with his film that films that don't allow me to get into them in a in a sort of an emotional way that I might with other ah, ones. Okay. But I know it's, it's like a little distance. Everything's from it's it. They look great, and they mm-hmm. really do. He's a, he's a great director, and the actors he chooses are always fantastic. He's a really personable and interesting kind of person from my my sort of neck of the woods. He'd be like an hour from. He was from. I think he's from Lee, which is like about. Well, I used to live about twenty minutes from it. Um, oh wow! So, so he's he, he's somebody who's gone from like a working class background and done an incredible job as a, as a director. But yeah, just for some reason, I just can't. And and this is no slam on on him as a director or a, or anybody who likes the film. But just I just couldn't get into it. Maybe I need to see it again. I don't want to have a fight with you about this. Jim. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe I need it needs a rewatch. Like a lot of films that maybe I watched once and yeah maybe I was not paying the full amount of well, There's so there. many
0: movies out there. So if you see something that doesn't really thrill you, yeah, you're just moving on to the next thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I keep waiting for someone to do 28 months later. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. You know, which... 20, 28
2: years later.
0: Oh, that too, you know? <laughs> I mean, Jesus, it's not that far off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 28 weeks was a completely different feel to the movie mm. and that, that was okay because sometimes you just need to do something different because things times change uh, yeah so you know i don't see it but uh, anyway that's my honorables i am now really super excited to hear what your number five
2: is I kind of say I just completely mixed up my Gleasons before as well. I was talking about the son rather. I was talking about the father rather than the son, again was showing my age. Um, but <laughs> I think I got my. Um, did I get my Dommel and Brendan Gleeson mixed up, or did I? Well, get I wasn't my... going to
0: say anything uh, because I mixed my Gleasons up all. I thought it was you were talking about
2: um, Smokey the Bandit Gleason. Oh no, I, I was right. I was right with <laughs> Bren, Bre, Brendan Gleeson. yeah. from yeah, I was. But I do get them even. Just Because it's a name that pops up so much, and there's like brothers and sisters and sons, and um, yeah, it confuses the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> so, do you want me to start with my number five? Yes, sir, please do. Okay, so this film was released in 1968. Okay, mm. it, was, it was released before I was, and <laughs> same, and <laughs> um. And it was described by the BBFC as pernicious repellent rubbish, um, which is nice. And it stars Peter Cushing and had an alternative title of Laser Killer. Ooh, okay, so... Laser Killer. Oh, you've got me. It is the film known as Corruption.
0: Oh, you've got me. Lay it on me, sir.
2: What is okay, Corruption? So, so Corruption is insane um it is it is genuinely insane it it has a lovely indicator release where you can get um, a little book with it and look at all the wonderful pictures uh, imagine um and I, i'm going to talk about for some reason austin powers a lot here but imagine kind <laughs> of um an austin powers style style london um swinging in 60s and peter cushing is there he's there as he's a little bit too old to be the cool guy in london He's Dr. John Rowan. He's a cosmetic surgeon. He wears a cravat, um, and he's he's very well to do, very well spoken because he's Peter Cushing. Um, <laughs> he, he's not, he's not playing against type or anything. <laughs> um, and he has a, a youngish um, girlfriend called Sue, uh, played by Sue Lloyd, who's a model, and um, they are at a party. This is basically the jumping-off point. They're at a party, and. Um, she's having a picture taken they're all you know um, having a high old time of it Um, few illicit drugs and drinking and Peter Cushing's just kind of stood there looking awkward and one of her friends is taking pictures of her that become racier and racier it's like oh you're sexy you're this you're that you're this you're ah! that. yeah that kind of thing exactly like you'd imagine in the Austin Powers kind of thing you know you're a tiger you're... <laughs> all that kind of stuff and Peter Cushing obviously does not like his girlfriend you know disrobing slightly or kind of making love to the camera kind of thing it gets awkward a terrible accident happens i won't give away anything more than that a terrible accident happens and the let's fast forward to the last third of the film that involves running away to um pretty much to land's end the furthest southerly point of of the uk and um he if you if you've seen or if you're aware of um, the, the film Eyes Without a Face, mm-hmm. it's that ki- that kind of thing. There's oh. but, but, like a beatnik version. Um, he is like, I say, he's a cosmetic surgeon. There's a big shift to where they hide in the countryside. Um, and there's a vi- very violent, very bizarre ending. Using lasers and there's lots of lasers shooting everywhere, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, oh that definitely there's lots of pew pew pews and um it is wild and I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: I've so, never seen it and it is on my
2: list now. Oh it it, it got you with lasers, I'm sure, just lasers. Yeah, on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pew pew, it is pew so weird. It's so yeah, it really is, and it's so it's so weird. And I'm not sure what Peter Cushing thought he was making or doing but he was game you know he just did it man he just threw himself into it um he, he, i'm getting he, paid up front right yeah okay, yeah I'm down. <laughs> yeah because uh, everybody else in the film is you gotta get it we're moving towards the sort of hippie vibe of the 70s and um you know he, he he doesn't look like he should be there but that's what kind of makes it so cool and obviously it's from his point of view yeah. um the there's yeah, he's just, he just loses it, man. It's he's, he's probably where he's most out of, out of control, even more out of control than when he was uh, Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> which is hard to believe.
1: Um, that's so yeah, crazy.
2: So that's my number five. What's your what's right. your number five? So it's not corruption. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not corruption.
1: <laughs> it might be next time we do this list, yeah. though. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'd,
0: love to, I, I'd love to hear that. My number five is a British film that I had no idea was a British film. Uh, it's 2006's The Descent. Oh, which I thought was an all American film, and come to find out, it's not. Um, really? a lot of English uh, actresses. Um, are you familiar with the film?
2: Do you know what? I have not seen it. Oh, I have not seen it. No, it this is, is like a, a corruption.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you, so this is actually just it's it's crazy so it literally starts out with a you know just this you weren't expecting it, it just bam and then you know goes off um it's from neil marshall who is the director uh, of dog soldiers yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah dog
0: soldiers yeah so it and it, it is a relentless film so basically it's the story of a woman whose uh, husband and daughter die and five of her friends get together, uh, I think about a year or so afterwards, and take her on a spelunking tour. Ooh. And it's supposed to be in North Carolina. and it's God, it's just one thing after another in this movie um it, it's so they get down and just like it always happens, something happens and they get blocked off from the route that they were taking and they have to have another, for a way to get out they're well I don't even know how to explain this about giving it away um they meet some people slash things uh that have been living in the caves for years and years and it's just crazy so if you haven't watched it there is a sequel to it which was oh. meh but oh, okay the, the original the scent is freaking the tagline was the scariest movie in on Earth. I need so. to
2: see this film because I, I watched Dog Soldiers at the cinema, and strangely enough, I just bought it again. I think I must have had it and sold it. I had a big cull of all my DVDs, and I just sold loads. Uh- and then I've just rebought it, and I, it literally, uh, Dog Soldiers arrived yesterday. Oh um, yeah! So when you said Dog Soldiers, I was like, oh, you've been watching my mail. Yeah. But, Your ears sparked um... up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, we need to. Um, I need to see this. The, I need to see the descent. I think Neil Marshall was at a convention that I was at last year, actually, and quite a few people from um, Dog Soldiers were, were there. Um, and I was just a bit like, people were talking about the descent. Now, now you've said it. I'm like, oh yeah. But I was just completely in the zone about meeting other people for films mm-hmm. that i had seen that i yeah. just switched it up now now you say it i need to see that film that sounds amazing it's it sounds a, the, really interesting the poster
0: has the six women uh in all their spelunking gear set up like the
2: salvador dolly skull poster right uh, the, well that 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 is scary anyway because mm-hmm. i I've, I've done some we call it, i guess some people call it potholing as well wouldn't they oh okay um, yeah i think maybe some i've heard of spelunking i've heard people call it spelunking I, i've done it on a school trip um with some kids a few years and the scary thing is always that certain part of your body will not fit through that particular hole which mm-hmm. sounds awful now i've said that yeah. um but yeah um the, the, that I, I actually quite prefer I, I prefer doing things like that more than heights so I was oh, always okay. the guy that guy that would go, Oh, I'll do that with you. Not realizing that a child could fit through that hole, but I could maybe couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the idea of being trapped in there would be horrendous. So yeah. that, that is a real fear, isn't it? That's horrible. It so really I, I do, do kind of need to watch
0: <laughs> yeah. it's to be honest. It's not really a fear for me because, uh, um hell no, I ain't going down in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Was it
2: 127 hours or whatever? Oh man, travel. yeah. Talk <laughs> about between a rock and a hard place. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no but definitely let me know
0: what you think of it because obviously it's one of my five favorite british and again didn't even it wasn't even on my list until i started you know because i'll go and look at people's you know favorite uh, british horror films and stuff and i kept Mm -hmm. seeing it on the list and i'm like wait a minute this is north carolina and and it's not and i can't i I thought i would written it down but i i can't tell you where exactly it was filmed but it's all uk
2: people and you know right something else yeah man they said i'm i was just looking at the trivia on it and they said that um that the some of the creatures are designed to resemble nosferatu so i'm like right okay so i'm in i'm in yeah but like that that's um that's a film i need to see again there is a definite gap there for me some from sort of mid nine mid to late 90s to maybe 2020 uh, where where i was just like no it's i'm not interested not interested it's just sort of dark paranormal activity kind of films that i'm just not interested in Mm -hmm. and i've maybe cut myself off for some really cool films so i need to go and watch that thank you that's awesome yeah
0: oh no awesome i will you i'm glad we traded because now i'm going to go and find corruption yeah (laughs) and maybe
2: i will have seen your number four let's find out together Okay, so number four, the next one, we're moving on from 1968. Not a lot, though. We're moving to 1971. Um, This is a film directed by Pete Walker. Um, Before he goes into some really wild territory in his career, and I would say he is a director for people to check out, uh, British director um, from the 70s and 80s. This is set in the UK. However, it is also partly filmed in Portugal. And it stars the stunningly beautiful um susan george and it is not like i would say a great film but it is a great calling card for a really interesting director that i think people should should check out and also susan george is just stunningly beautiful lady (laughs) um and this is her um at her most beautiful i would say Without sounding too creepy, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's really pretty in this yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, Pete Walker, um, what an interesting director, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So yeah, so um, any ideas what it might be? No, when you say um, when you talk about her, all I can think
0: of is um, the Dustin Hoffman oh, Straw, Straw Dogs. Dogs. That mm-hmm. is a movie to watch once and. I just yes. can't rewatch that movie, but uh, that's so a bit you got like,
2: um, yeah, straw dogs, a bit like I spit on your grave in the sense of it's like, mm. um, you know, you can appreciate it. You can appreciate the art of it and the thought and time that's gone into it. But it's very, very difficult to watch. Very. Um, so yeah, um, it is die screaming. Marianne also one of the best titles. Oh, and, that's great. Die <laughs> okay. I'm writing that one down. Yeah. I've not checked whether there's an exclamation point at the end of that, but if there isn't, there should be. Um, <laughs> it is like i say very much 50 50 in the uk and portugal um it's all about susan george's character she is 21 in this film or or certainly the character is but i'd imagine she was very close um at the time herself um made by pete walker who went on to make frightmare and the house of whipcord which are wild um bloody exploit i suppose you would say exploitation films in a lot of ways like not a million miles away from that kind of um you know she-wolf of the ss kind of territory (laughs) Uh, yeah Yeah. oh man um yeah they're not not quite up that level of difficulty to kind of um get into but Frightmare and House of Whipcord are wild films from Pete Walker but this one is a more straightforward story um, about as I said Susan George's character Marianne who um, will make it on on her 21st birthday will make a fortune Um, there's been some money put away by her father who is a judge a corrupt judge um, and he who they call the judge and he basically um, when she hits 21 her sister won't get a penny. Her father won't get a penny from the mother who passed away. I think it is, and it will all go to Marianne. Now Marianne is over in England at the at this time, and she's just kind of hooking up with um, different people. She, I think, she marries somebody accidentally, or somebody she certainly doesn't have much oh, interest in. I um, hate when that happens. Yeah, just 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 met him in a pub, and they got married. Um, I think that only happens in like friends, um, <laughs> <laughs> like people just accidentally getting married um or maybe it only happens in las vegas i don't know and, but, and um, country music yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah country music is a good example <laughs> um so the judge and the sister there is a plot to well it's not really a spoiler cuz it's in the title um to kill marianne it's really interesting to see the differences between sort of grimy london um, and then he doesn't make any effort to make London look attractive and really super bright and and sort of um, very palatable. Portugal very hot. There is a um, sauna based horror in this, which is quite interesting. There is a gentleman who is like um, what do you call it? like like a Bond villain kind of not sidekick. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know, like Jaws in in yeah. Bond, where you've got that kind of just big fella who's kind of stood there being ominous. There's one of those, Creepy, creepy Man Servant is what I wrote on my notes. I like
0: Creepy Man Servant,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Targo from, um, what you call it? Uh, <laughs> Man- Manos, Hands Manos. of Fate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, si- but similar, a bit taller uh, and less hunched. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is plotting and paranoia. Um, it's, it's worth a watch. Again, it's very unique and it gets you into Pete Walker films, which is the most important thing because he is a really interesting British director that people don't really talk about now because I think maybe it's a little bit controversial, not as a person, but the the themes of the film, I think in the same way as, you know, there are certain exploitation films of the 70s and 80s that people don't want to touch now. Um, I think maybe House of Whipcord might be one of those or Frightmare, but they're actually very, very entertaining. And if you look at them as a, I always think it's a bit like the Carry On films. You just look at them as a postcard or a time capsule of that time, and go, well, we're not making them now. We made them in 1971. Yeah. <laughs> Just t- take it as
0: what it people is. People can't do it, that, you know. though. Over no. and over, they can't do that. This Hard, th- isn't it? This sounds very much like a British giallo film.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a really, yes. And I think I think you're spot on with that. I see, I seem to remember that that's kind of what he was influenced by, that kind of explosion of of, of giallo from, from uh, coming out of Italy and British people kind of getting into it. And he's kind of gone, well, I'll make my own yeah that is that. Yeah. is there a lot of like red blood and whatnot in that uh no okay no and there doesn't no. necessarily have to be no because, it, it, it's more tame than you kind of um the, than it's like early shallow where it's like yeah where before before it goes till sort of tenebra and films like mm-hmm. that where it's very gory but which yeah. i love
0: me some, some yeah. ten, tenebrae. i just yeah that's a, yeah. Mm, love that film that is It's a great a, film great ending great ending well i'll have to check that one out because it's it's checking some boxes um i'm doing a quick check here of him he did house of long shadows which Mm. i'm
2: familiar with yes yeah that one nearing not the i don't know if it's near the end or one of his later ones but yeah it's um i think that was when they were just making films getting as many big names in it as they could Mm -hmm. and like thinking who could direct this do we have any horror directors in the uk anymore and they're like oh pete walker will do it yeah, and I think that's kind of the kind of the way because it's yeah, it's it's um it's an interesting film that isn't it, um in the sense of yeah. it's not fantastic it's not fantastic it is his last film actually yeah 1983, um but it's always worth watching but it's not the most interesting film to watch right right and it's, <laughs> I mean it's got a great you know a great title too yeah oh yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean it, there is a box set of his his films that've just been released uh, I'm trying to remember who it's by I mean, it's like four or five of them someone was telling me um recently it's quite expensive but it, it's I think it's got frightmare um house of mortal sin house of whipcord um the flesh and blood show maybe that's <laughs> what me and the, the, these are you know he's done some kind of sort of sort of sex films as well that are a bit mm-hmm. s- sort of more Sort of sleazier end of end of the scale, and then when he goes into horror, he takes a little bit of that with him. Don't get me oh, wrong. Okay. Um, particularly in the House of Whipcord. but he is—he's a really interesting and I think underrated British director, and I think people are starting to come around to watching it now, uh, particularly because they're doing these big releases of his of his work. So yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. All right. Well,
0: I am going to have to come back with something solid, and I think I will. I'm, my movie, my number four, comes from nineteen seventy three, cool. and it has my absolute favorite, uh, Vincent Price, and <laughs> you you say Susan George, I say Diana Rigg. Ooh. I'm talking about Theater of Blood, and I love this film. Oh my god! I mean, you know, as you know, he is uh, Vincent Price ramped up as edward lionheart who throws himself to his death after not receiving the prestigious shakespearean award and then one by <laughs> one all of the critics who that's what you know all actors want to do they want to go and <laughs> kill them all and one by one they start dying in the most elaborate ways i i just i can't tell you how much i love the the way that he kills (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna ruin it but the way he serves a pie to one of them is one of my absolute favorites and I will never
2: look at a woman getting a perm the same way either
1: oh oh
2: that's the hardest bit for me I oh I I can watch human beings but once animals, I'm like, oh my word, I find that really hard. <laughs> However, there is it is quite comedic, isn't it, in this one? It is.
0: It really is. Uh I mean the way that he has all the bums working for him and he, he's like giving them you know the, the wine and making them chase, you know, the rock gut. Oh, um and then uh Milo O'Shea is just amazing as the inspector. Um who's mm-hmm. he's, he's always two steps behind. Um yeah. but God love him he's trying really, really hard um so obviously i
2: i hit a good spot here you like this one oh man yeah absolutely love this film um it, it it's got such a a cast of it's a really strange cast in the sense of if you look in 1970s in britain we've got people like who were in it from saturday night tv comedies like arthur lowe who pops up um jack hawkins who made films years and years and years ago before then um Dennis Price, like, say, Milo O'Shea, Eric Sykes, who's like, a very famous British comedian, uh, Madeline Smith, Diana Dawes pops up, like, oh, basically no, no, no. our... Uh, D- don't pass Madeline Smith so fast. Oh. <laughs> okay, now go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I thought you were going to say Diana Dawes, because, like, Diana Dawes was basically, uh, for anybody who's, who's probably a bit, bit younger than us, maybe, who, who, she was kind of seen or promoted as the British version of Marilyn Monroe. Yes, um, yes, I can see that. Yeah, so Joan Hickson, who went on to be Miss Marple and do the Agatha Christie thing. So literally a who's who of anyone who was famous or on television, basically, in comedy, drama, um, anything, really. It was such a weird combination of people. So you can watch this, and it's essentially the 70s in a film, (laughs) with Vincent Price at the heart of it, doing one of his greatest performances he's ever done. And... Diana Rigg and him have a fantastic chemistry um Ian Hendry is is great in it it is just a flawless film for me yeah so you've chosen I I I was trying to remember what I sometimes I rate films just for myself and I think Mm -hmm. I gave it a a nine out of ten it's like it's just an absolute joy to watch so yeah oh Jamie what a guy well, choosing that oh well, awesome well, I'm glad you approve <laughs> you win that's it we we'll go home now <laughs> all right well, this win. is a great show thank you so much <laughs>
0: you. well no sir we have six more titles to talk about and i think you should give us your number three now
2: well my number three is starring vincent price as edward lionheart <laughs> uh, oh, 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 oh. shakespearean actor who hates the critics he's a uh, it's the wonderful theater of blood never heard of it <laughs> No, so you should check this one out um like i said it's a 70s time capsule for me it's it's quite scary um it, it, it's quite creepy even things that freak me out are the shagpile carpets, like the big pink this <laughs> It's just d- d- disgusting. Like we used to have those in bathrooms, man. Oh yeah. Um, oh, can you imagine? Um, that's the real horror. But um <laughs> he yeah, it's like I've said, I can't I can't say anymore. We've but we've I think we've both just sold this. If anybody's will not wanting to watch this film after what we've just said, then I guess it's just not for them. <laughs> it's
0: just not for them. And yeah. I do
2: have the UK uh, arrow version
0: of this. Oh god. Yeah, it got a great reversible sleeve. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. one of the best things about all of them. Um, yeah, you know, I just there are certain movies that you that you watch, at least for me, and the clearer, more crisp they become, it kind of looks a little strange. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. I, I, this is one of those films. It's it's so gritty and grimy in the film that you almost <laughs> just want to watch a vhs copy of it just yeah you know oh, man.
2: yeah oh. for sure for sure and oh. um, um I, th- there's a little couple of facts i wrote down which i didn't know is that the special effects were done by the same gentleman who did fiddler on the roof which oh. i thought was a strange <laughs> one and um they, they used between six and eight gallons of blood in the film Wow. So, so that's quite a lot, isn't it? I'm not sure how that not... yeah. Again, we let's not go into our measurements of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: you say that there is uh what was it, the Evil Dead reboot, not the most recent when Edward arrives. Oh yeah. I believe it, at the time it held the uh Guinness Book of World Records for most blood, and they had a tanker truck of blood. Oh wow. So you know at the end where it just starts raining down
2: blood. So yeah, that's a competitive that, director, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna show you blood. Yeah. <laughs> how many how much did they use in theater of blood? Yeah come on.
0: <laughs> so I will go then with my number three and let's see if we I don't think I don't know we'll see. Um I'm gonna give you a hint and see if you could you can do okay. okay? Um no okay uh, nope,
1: I'm prob- I'm I'm sorry, probably
0: no problem i'm probably messing it up it's no. sean of the dead from 2004 oh. oh man good choice white lines i actually heard that right. on uh on XM, xm radio the other day and i was like oh it's the sean of the dead song Shaun of the
1: dead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It's a great cosplay as well, isn't it? To be to be Sean, you just need a white shirt, yeah, with a little bit of red on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, um, and, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, I was just gonna it. say this
0: is such a fun film yeah. that they are able to just perfectly balance the horror, the um, homages, the comedy. The everything is just a perfect balance of film. The way they play out a scene and then later on they play that same scene out again.
1: Yeah. And it's a completely
0: um. different scene. You've got so many people that are just fantastic in this film. Obviously, Simon pegg Um, Edgar Wright has brought together a cast that is just as my daughter would say, chef's kiss. I love <laughs> I love it when they lay out the plan and then the plan changes and then the plan changes and then the plan
2: changes. But he's oh, just keep so he's not gonna stop, you know. This uh, is peak, this is peak, Edgar. Right. for me. This is it. This is his best work. Um mm-hmm. it's so good, so much fun. Like you say, it's so funny as well. It is like a, when people talk about horror comedy, sometimes they forget to make them funny. Yeah. Um And, and this it is genuinely it has laugh out loud moments, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I, I love
0: the fact that they're able to 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 make it a horror movie that's funny. Yes. Where a lot of these movies are comedies that have horror elements to them. And while they may be enjoyable, you know, I, I love the scary movies. You know, yeah. those are those
2: are fun, but they're not horror movies at all. No. Uh, and I think that you're, you're right in the sense of um, making this i actually i think another thing to remember is that people maybe were not watching that many zombie movies at the time Mm -hmm. they weren't that popular and george romero was making zombie movies that people weren't watching his sort of later ones and he loved this he absolutely loved this um because they got the zombies right they got the zombie feel right they got their story but like we said, they also added in something completely fresh, completely new. Just like the series Space, like ju- just very similar yes. to Space, It's it so good. The, the chemistry between all the characters, but the, the the plotting, the physical humor, it is it is pretty much a flawless comedy film and a flawless horror film at the same time, which I think is probably impossible to do. I'm not the world's biggest Edgar Wright fan. Like I like Hot Fuzz. Um, oh yeah. I wasn't a big fan of um the, the latest one the, yeah, uh, the pub I've at done. the end
0: of the world or something
2: yeah and and the and the one with Dinah Rig the um the, the um, with um oh what she called um oh, oh my you song? got me on that the one band. um oh, the uh, last ha- um soho um last oh, soho? I didn't see that right yeah ah oh, I won't say too much about it it's, it's great it's a good film but it 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 didn't it, it didn't get me in the same way. And then neither did Baby Driver. So like the Hot Fuzz strangely influenced me with some of my writing. Um, I wrote a short screenplay and um, it was influenced by that kind of small village feel of Hot Fuzz combined with kind of British folk horror. And I just kind of put them, mashed them together. And I tried to make it funny and also um, quite gory and silly at, at the same time. So like, I, I do love those first two, Edgar Wright films I think they're really really good but Shaun of the Dead is head and shoulders uh, above anything that was coming out at that time really and it stood the test of time hasn't it
0: oh it has it
2: really has and I think a lot of that has to do to the fact
0: that they not only had silly actors you know Nick Frost for example Mm -hmm. you know but they had people like Bill Nye and um, Penelope Wilton Um, Martin Freeman of course you know is unrecognizable you know (laughs) yeah um I, I just it's it is I can't say any more. It's a perfect. It's a perfect film. Uh, yeah, which like is a, odd because it's only number three.
2: Yeah. Well. It, it, uh, yeah. I guess um, can can anything be more perfect? But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, Peter Sarafinovich yeah. is in this as well, isn't he? And he he for me mm-hmm. his comedy his comedy TV show the Peter Sarafinovich show it's so brilliant. His impressions is Paul McCartney. If people go on YouTube and type in Peter Serafinovich, Paul McCartney, it is out of this world. Really? He does, yeah. He does the Christmas, there's a Christmas one that he does. It's just brilliant. His impressions are great. I mean, people might know him as the uh, voice of Darth Maul, um, but he, as a comedian, as an actor, as a, just an impressionist is incredible. Did not so, know that. Yeah. he's. he's he, I think he pops up in um, Spaced as well. But um yeah, no, it is there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so yeah, there's there's so many great moments in it. We could just sit and go through minute by minute of Shaun of the Dead, I think. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, that'd be a, that'd be a good one to have as a new release, like in a big box set with lots of art, cool artwork. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and you could put it with uh Land of the Dead, because like you said, yeah. Romero loved it so much. He had yeah. Nick and uh Simon in it as zombies.
2: Yes, I've forgotten that. I'd forgotten yeah. that. Yeah. I think I, I the only reason I knew that was I think it was on the DVD extras of the of the D and I I don't even know if I own Shaun of the Dead anymore. So yeah, I need to get I need to get a copy of that again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sure rebuying right. everything. Right. You know, why not? <laughs> oh I lost it in the I lost it in the move. Honey, it's right yeah. here.
0: No, I lost the other I'll, copy. Uh, yeah, that's it. buy the... it again.
2: I I tend to give away copies of Theater of Blood to people. So I think I've got two friends who are coming to visit me. And um, I think over the years, I've given them both copies of Theater (laughs) Theater of Blood. I don't think I own it myself now.
0: (laughs) Well, if you ever go back, there is an episode. Well, there's two back-to-back episodes about Vincent Price. And one of them is about Vincent Price movies. And the young lady who comes on, she's like 20, maybe 21 years old blows me away with her love and knowledge of vincent price films oh wow Um, that's good yeah that's good to hear (laughs) yeah i mean it blows i mean literally when she i I met her at a con i was like yeah we can do an episode what do you want to do and she goes well i love vincent price and i'm like "Uh uh-huh sure and (laughs) then she starts naming some of her more obscure favorites and i'm like oh and then she comes on the show just blows me away so
2: that's so cool i, uh, I love it that when younger people kind of give things mm-hmm. a chance so particularly some of those in black and black and white sometimes are real thing to get over for people um and it shouldn't be it, it it's once you know sometimes it, it actually i think heightens and improves mm-hmm. the, the a film but your um, focus
0: on different things instead yeah of the red
2: splashes of blood oh man yeah it's like i'm i often wonder because i love annie hall um uh, i think it's just one of the funniest films ever made but people give a lot of credit to manhattan as a film um and i think i wouldn't like as a, actually like in terms of crew um technically as a film whereas they just go oh annie hall's really funny and yeah it won the oscar and script but screenplay whereas manhattan i think i wonder how much of that is just because it new york looks beautiful in black and white
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah um, well you so, can't see yeah. all the garbage yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely some of that. I think it's like Clerks and things like that. Like Clerks is just yes. a, a fantastic film, um, and it's definitely served. Um, it's heightened and seems more of an artistic endeavor because it's in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then if you can sit, like I could sit and watch Nosferatu, and it looks fresh and clean and beautiful, and the shadows and thoughts gone into it. Yeah. So yeah, people, if been surprised films watches. All of his films, not just his colour ones.
0: <laughs> I meant to ask you: Are you, um, are you watching the Kino Lorber
2: version of Nosferatu? Uh, I'm watching the the version that the BFI put out with a new score by the guy who did the music for Hammer Dracula, the first Hammer Dracula. Oh, okay. So I'm not okay. quite sure the version. It just says B BFI on it. Um, it was a, it was sort of the early two thousands, and that was the one I I chose to to show mainly because I thought that the music was great, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to kind of catch people's attention. Um, and don't get me wrong, I can get very confused with Nostro because it's copyright free, and there's so many different versions, and so many right. people have. It's a bit like Night of the Living Dead, where you're like, oh, "Hang on, what, what, which copy am I owning here?" Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to answer your question, I, I'm not quite sure the exact proper title of it but it's certainly it's the one with a new bfi commission score okay um, I'd,
0: I'd be interested to know because last year um at the lake charles film festival we did a screening of the nosferatu being the 100th anniversary
1: ah, cool. and yeah, kino
0: lorber had just put out this new version that had a bunch of um uh, stills and some of, and so they they it's, ah. it's a longer version so i don't know about the script cool. the, the actual score uh, mm. But uh, I'd be interested to know when you with uh, shoot me a, a picture of it. And I'll find you mine and shoot you a picture back. I will. I will. But uh, I'm sure any version is a great version. Well, mm. that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's yeah. it's just it's just um like we've said this about so many films, but because we're choosing fave films, aren't we? So um, mm-hmm. it is. It's almost perfection. It really it, is.
0: It really is well, so spooky. Yeah. All right. Well, we are now bumping back to your number two. And I'm guessing it's not Shaun of the Dead.
2: It's not Shaun of the Dead. It's again it might not be shocking as people are listening along to this. They go, like, oh, This guy just only watches films from the 70s. <laughs> um I I do watch other films. Um, it is from 1974. It is a zombie film. Mm. So it does have something in common with uh, Shaun of the Dead. It's mainly filmed in the Lake District, which is um where I just on the edge of it where I live now. Um and the name of it is, well, the name the name of it is completely different, uh, named after a very different UK area. However, it does jump back and forth where you're trying to work out where it's filmed and set, and the answer is Britain. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's directed by a Spanish director, George. I'm going to say, I'm going to butcher this. Um, my wife speaks Spanish as well. But um, directed by George Grau, or Gru. No, it can't be Gru. That's the guy from Despicable Me. Um, George Grau, G-R-A-U. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never I've never heard anyone Just say Just own that. it, man. Just say it yeah. and say That's Grau. the way that it is. Grau. Oh. Um, and it, yes, like I say, it stars Ray Lovelock. Him, who is often in Spanish films because he's a British actor who speaks Spanish fluently. I'm not even sure if he's got Spanish background. And yeah, so would you like to take a guess or do you know it or have you heard of it? Okay, so
0: the only early British zombie
2: film that I am
0: aware of right away is something about... Oh... I know you know it as well. I, I know, you know I know do. It, yeah. I do. It, it Because I've seen it. And it, it takes place a lot in the countryside. Yes. Um, and it's like the mortuary zombie something. Oh, I don't I don't know. You're so
1: close. Am I uh, all right? Yeah. Just give it to me.
0: Okay. It's the Living Dead at Manchester
2: Morgue. Boom!
0: That's it. Yeah. I just saw that movie recently, like a year ago.
2: Oh, cool. The first time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It is great. Um, it's the it's the British Night of the Living Dead, right? That's why I watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's strange to see because I, I'm sure you're the same. You know, like you were saying about looking at um, the filming in Louisiana and you're like why they're going down into the basement. They wouldn't have a basement, <laughs> or you know, the graveyard might not look like that, or whatever it is. These things, it, it's like that. Watching this, like it's city centre Manchester, then it's out into Derbyshire. Then I think there's some in the Lake District. Um, it's all over the shop. But it, it's, it, it's kind of um, unique. I don't think we were doing anything like this, whether it's because it's a Spanish director who's just come over and kind of utilised um, British talent and, and, and people like that and done something different. It is great fun. Um, there's radiation waves that kind of create zombies, which I think is an interesting way of doing it. Actually, know, you've seen it. Um, and it's kind of a race across great scenery. So it's like a very nice, <laughs> like, like a lot of films, you know, when it's just, it's, sometimes it's fine. I like bottle episodes, people trapped in a, you know, in a, um, a cabin or something or whatever. That's great too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, that's Night the Living Dead really, isn't it? But um, this is more getting in a, in a 1970s mini and driving as fast as you can away from zombies and, um, and the police as well. The, the police are not a helpful force in this right. film. They are, and which is I think it's quite interesting, um whether that's a you know that there's sometimes issues with authority from Spanish directors, you know, they've had their their civil wars a lot more recently than you know than, than in other countries and there's a lot going on. Sorry, whether he's put some commentary in the, on there or whether it was just a commentary on the British uh, police force, I don't know. Yeah. And but, the um, time
0: too, you know, the in- mm-hmm. ending of, um, of Vietnam for us, you sound yeah. a lot of the anti-authority. So I'm yeah. assuming
2: that radiates, ha ah, radiates <laughs> over to those films. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It, it, sometimes you forget about the... That sort of just goes in by osmosis that certain things were happening at the time and that really influenced so whether it's something like last house on the left or i spit on your grave or night train murders or things like that that they're, they're all influenced but those are all influenced by vietnam and 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 the inhumanity of man against man and you're like uh, those th- films probably wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for some horrendous things happening in the world around that right. time or just before so like yeah you're probably making make a really good point i think that I'm, you know, I wasn't born till seventy nine, so I don't know what was happening in nineteen seventy four. But um, the police in this are useless and mean and unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and the two characters have a really sparring kind of chemistry. They don't necessarily like each other very much. Then they do. Then they don't. Um, but they're basically trying to survive. Right. Uh, and that and that's all you need for this to be a great film. It, it, it is. There isn't another film like it, which I think is always a good sign, Um, considering it's a zombie film where there's millions of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I I did, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I did find it interesting that there weren't a lot of other zombie follow-up films coming Mm. out of Britain at the same time were there yeah. and i'm i'm just no, not thinking no you're them?
2: right you're, no as far as i as far as i know i can't think of many i, I literally I and mean, we've we maybe mentioned the two most famous ones in in, mm-hmm. in shawn of the dead and this um horror in britain isn't always um funded valued or promoted in a way that you know um or or, or even just just, just the value of it I think is quite low even now which is strange because the fandom is so high and so yeah. many people are so into it and so many people are willing to invest like fans are willing to invest their time and money and crowdfund and all these things now but I think even then you know people like Pete Walker and other directors who were making films in the 70s they were doing it on a shoestring that's why everything does look a bit uh, grotty and you know gross looking but that kind of works well towards the films in a way Mm -hmm. Um, it's just strange so yeah I can't think of anything that kind of came along at that time you know we are and that's maybe why Shaun of the Dead is that love letter to George Romero because that's where we went to we were just like oh the Mm -hmm. Americans do this amazing (laughs) Americans do this better than we do (laughs) Do you think the nasties had a, a,
0: a big influence on that? Because with a lot of mm. horror movies, you don't have to necessarily show it on screen, but it seems like with zombies, you do, you have to see that flesh ripping and the, the, the blood. And I know they were, <sighs> they were hot at that time, quashing yeah. all of that stuff.
2: Yeah. And, and I think um, there was definitely ones we would get, you know, obviously a lot of those were ones coming from abroad and then getting banned and obviously that makes people want to get hold of them even more mm-hmm. um so we're actually making them would have probably been completely impossible yeah um yes. you know so so I, you've probably hit the nail on the head there i think it's really it, it's, it's really strange in a way because there is a real interest in america in, in video nasties and there's a real interest in the uk in video nasties i think that's because once you give fans a list <laughs> um, then they go and watch all those things on the list. Yeah. Of course they do. I'm actually doing a series on it at the moment. I'm um, not on my, on my YouTube page. On, on my friend Al Lacard's page, he's doing. Um, he started off going through each of them chronologically, and we're picking that up. We're doing the next one. We're doing is I spit on your grave, which oh. I haven't seen before. Um, and then we do Evil Speak. So these are all films that were banned in the UK, but couldn't be any more different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but sh- there's plenty of zombie ones on there mainly coming from Italy I'd imagine that <laughs> yeah. we that we were just like yeah we can't have that in Britain and it becomes a political point and particularly the conservatives have that uh, idea of you know um, getting votes off the back of demonizing something I suppose yeah. that's just a political strategy across the board in every place there is it's a religious
0: things. strategy too you yeah. know yeah when, yeah. when people mm. well, well they just won't realize that you can't legislate morality And Mm. like you said, you know, over here, we, we had, you know, the same thing with the music and Hey, let's put a, let's put a big label on it saying this is explicit. and It's only for adults. Hey man, here's 20 bucks. Go inside and buy me that CD. That was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was working video. I mean, uh, audio stores at the time cassettes and CDs and you'd see people I'd watch them uh, an adult come in and buy it. And it felt so stupid looking at an ID you
2: know, yeah. and then they'd walk right into the food court and hand it to the kid, and the kid would walk off. Yeah. And the kid's just like feels they're the coolest kid in the world because mm-hmm. they've got that little sticker on it. You know, yeah. that sticker, that is still quite iconic now, like on t shirts and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a friend getting a public, uh, no, it wasn't public enemy. It was Ice Tea. I think it was an Ice Tea mm-hmm. album, and he, he was playing it on his tape recorder at school, just walking around the playground playing it. The yeah. Teacher chasing after him, trying to get it off him.
0: <laughs> you know, like, oh, he, he was he, legend.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just, because he was told not to mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah exactly crazy crazy but yes yeah. no no real no real follow-up to this it does stand on its own and it's really hard to get hold of and a good a good copy of it mm-hmm. um I, 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 it, need, it needs a nice big release this film yeah. and a lot of a lot of um interest there's no stars in it either so that you know doesn't really help what's more of more known in Spain I think
0: yeah well uh, again I mean like I said I'd heard it I'd seen it I remember uh thinking honestly and again this is why it's favorites honestly thinking eh. but mm. once i started kind of reading more about it finding out how important of a film it was uh for britain to have yeah. you know that living dead zombie type stuff on it yeah and, for sure. and to actually give away what was causing it was a departure too because you know night of the living dead you 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 don't even know you suspect yeah. that it's yeah. you know the the satellite or whatnot, but yeah, you know, so yeah. it's anyway. not as
2: good. I mean, I wouldn't say people need to if they're going to watch this and compare. This, Night of The Living Dead is no, matter. don't compare it. Yeah, don't yeah. don't compare um, it. I'm just th- th- this is a good, fun, different take on zombies, and that's quite hard to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am going yours. to
0: to just go a couple of years back and go to 1971, Ooh. and. Uh, I, I'm pretty positive that you're going to like this one. Um, and it is the movie that still makes me giggle to the day by mm-hmm. saying full Volnavia. <laughs> oh, it is the abominable Dr. Fives.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Yes. With his, his, his beautiful assistant Virginia North. Um, just disfigured in a horrible accident um, organist Anton Fibes after learning that his wife died in an operation blames the surgeons and comes up with the most amazing kills based on biblical plagues for the the nurse all of the attendings the doctor the, the actual surgeon himself just I cannot say enough about how fun this film is. I I love it. Obviously, it's a little bit more favorite than Theater of Blood. And I know, say what you will about me picking two Vincent Price movies. I don't care. I will fight <laughs> you for it. I mean, come on, Terry Thomas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. Jesus. No. Joseph, yeah, Joseph Cotton, Caroline Munro, uh, a lot of actors who I'm sure are much more um i do want to say important but important to you um than you know i know them just for watching i just loved the the story about how he uses you know um locusts and he uses you know the the cold and the frogs and he ends up <laughs> using a, a unicorn for something that's you know just just that's a wild. wonderful wonderful film yeah and the makeup that he has on there is just incredible and heart pounding ending is it going to work is it not going to work you know what he doesn't care he's just playing his music and waiting to see what happens you know it's so bright
2: isn't it it's so bright to look at it's a a very bright and um visually pleasing film Mm -hmm. um Again, which people might not, you know, we keep. I think we're kind of maybe hopefully debunking ideas of films from the '60s and '70s, and uh, not so much the '80s as we go neon and day glow and crazy. But, <laughs> but certainly in the '70s, people might think, "Oh, it sounds boring." Or not, but this is a really bright film. Um, and and again, and maybe I was just thinking, like going back to corruption, like eyes without a face. Again, kind of there was a, re- a real thing about people becoming disfigured. And, yes. And, and the person taking it very you know whisking this person away and curing them and there's so many of those um around the 70s and 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 well and before and it's it's a strange one i suppose we've even um what's the uh, almodovar did did one didn't he um is a vanilla skies kind of similar in the mm, sense of somebody uh-huh. somebody becomes disfigured and that was quite unusual because people hadn't done it for a while but this is um This is more. This is like a lot more fun, I think, than most of it. Maybe, maybe not theater of blood because that's a fun film as well. But like this is a this is a fun film, isn't it? Mm -hmm, It Um, is. It's like there's some silliness in there that's quite (laughs) engaging. Like Joseph Cotton in in it. I I knew who he was before I'd even seen a film with him in because he was there was a picture. My grandma had a picture of him on her wall. Oh, next to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was. I think there was. Montgomery um Montgomery Cliff. Is it Clift? Clift? And yeah, I, I'm jo- not Joseph sure. Co- jo- Joseph Cotton and um Jesus knocking on the door, like a 3D picture of Jesus <laughs> knocking on the door. And um I was just sort of some relative, you know. Um, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, so he he's he's um this might be the first one I, I'm I'm sure I've seen him in something else, but like I was like, Oh, I know that name, I know that face. So that's a strange mm-hmm. one. And like you say, Ka- um Caroline Monroe, I I, I do know. Um had spent some time with her and she's lovely. And
0: oh sure.
2: Such a wonderful human being. Well, probably one of the nicest famous people I've ever not that I've met like not that I'm like hobnobbing with stars or anything, but she she is an absolutely wonderful human being, inside and out. Um yeah. got time for everyone. heard that. She she really is, and she she's made so much money for charity. Um she she actually like my dad was really sick and she was really, really she did something really nice for my dad. Mm -hmm. um and then because she thought my mum might get a little bit jealous she then signed a a letter and a picture and had a chat with my my mum because she didn't want my my mum to feel left out and and yeah oh she's and she's been through a lot but she will never ever turn anyone away she spends time with people she's just a beautiful person um so to to see that you've chosen a film with her in is amazing yeah, she is fan. I mean, I've never met her, but she is
0: fantastic. Um, and and Joseph Cotton for me. I'm I'm trying to remember exactly what the name of the uh, Hitchcock film that he was in.
2: Oh, um, it's was something in a, like he, a
0: Stranger or something. Was he? Oh. Because
2: he was in. Because he was in Citizen Kane, wasn't he? Yes, um, he was. And. Oh man! I'll just have a quick look through and see if I can find what that film was because he was in so much, and he was so many
0: 133 yeah. films. It looks like wow, um, and of course he's known for the Third Man as well. Um, yeah, God, I can't remember though. But anyway, he yeah. was in that where he he, he shows up and he uh, let's see, Cotton. Oh mighty Google, God,
1: <laughs> please
0: give unto us the answer. It was. <laughs> Shadow of a Doubt. That's it. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So great film, right. but incredible actor. But anyway, back to this. Um, again, <laughs> so j- just like the Interbreed, so imaginative. I mean, to take the 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 plagues of the Bible and turn them into ways that he could use to kill people. Yeah, just and the bumblings police in this film uh just they they make you laugh you feel bad for them because you know how hard they're trying uh inspector trout <laughs> <I be> <laughs> you know. could to be more british that could no, it couldn't <laughs> and again every time they say volnavia <laughs> yeah As there's a,
2: a, a it's almost like double on ent- double entendre kind <laughs> yes. of uh, carry on humor in it so it, it, it's definitely in there because i think i used to get this mixed up with um see dr love and dr love on the love bombs or something the other some oh crisis. dr um gold Doctor, uh, gold and the love bombs is it is that oh right?
0: man i've got yeah. the
2: yeah it's definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah, the girl bombs girl bombs. bombs yeah, yeah. 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 i always get those mixed up these yeah. two <laughs> yeah and, then, and again, talking about
0: the faces, you know, he's got that little connection on his neck that he uses to talk, uh, and then Volnavia doesn't talk at all. So they must have had some interesting conversations around the around <laughs> the, the, the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, those were our penultimate choices. Um, Ooh, I know I have I bought that lot that for five dollars, so I have to use it to, <laughs> in in every episode. But That's we crazy. are now at your absolute favorite british horror film i'm wondering if we're gonna match up on this one because
2: neither of us has talked about this but it is we'll see i'd i'd be great if it'd be great in a way but because it was really nice to have a shared love of um theater of blood however this one is a little bit obscure Ah, um it, it is um a director similar to pete walker similar time frame um, this is from 1975. It was actually because there's so many things going on with it, we could say 75, 76. Um, it was directed by Norman J. Warren, um, a great a great director of, of real B sort of B movies in the UK, um, around the same time as Pete Walker, when it was very hard to get horror movies made. It's um the biggest name in the film is Michael Goff, or as Americans might call him Michael Goh. But from Batman '89, he was Alfred. Okay. Um, uh, (laughs) I always say I always say because I've I've seen interviews where people go, "Oh yeah, Michael Go, Michael Go," and I'm like, "Yeah, (laughs) yeah." yeah. (laughs) Um, I just like things like that. Um, I feel it's a really good companion to a modern film to get out. Now it's not about race and and and, but it is, I guess, more about class. Um, So any idea no tell me a little bit about it so it involves um how to say this without saying the name of the film it involves the same sort of satanic <laughs> um uh, devil worship i guess is the is the um overall theme uh, no no i, I don't know <laughs> L- lay it on me Okay, so Satan's Slave.
0: Heard of it, never seen it.
2: Okay, so, Norman J. Warren, brilliant director. Um, never got to meet him. Was down to meet him, but sadly passed away. Um, uh, he was going to come to a film festival and there was a documentary about him. And um, he made Seminoid, you might have seen when they were doing mm-hmm. the ripoffs of, of the original Alien. Um, Bloody New Year. Uh, Prey. Not the predator one but um (laughs) (laughs) um, terror which is quite a good one but to be honest this is his best for me um i am i am db might not agree with me but um (laughs) this um is like i say similar in the sense of you know in, in in get out you've got that one character who feels everything is off just off nothing doesn't feel right Mm-hmm. and I'm walking I'm walking into the heart of this and I don't like it um and so the the, the main character in this she she's kind of um trapped she's uh, gaslit she it is impossible for her to escape it's essentially like I say replace race with class um it's got the people who are trapping her are um Quite well to do, but but in the sense of new money, they're mock Tudor mansions in a small, almost like model village, um, and in a way, it kind of it's way before its time in those sort of horrors that have a um some sort of message, you know. Well, I guess Night of the Living Dead is is a, is a brilliant example of, of of making a message or creating a film with a message that doesn't whack you over the head with it. Um, that, that just does it subtly and cleverly. But this does that too. Um, maybe not as subtle, but because Michael Goff is crazy in it. He's like this sort of um, black you know uh, magic priest. Kind of character. So if you can imagine Alfred from Batman leading he up he's really tall. Wicked yeah. mustache. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's its own uh, character. <laughs> it is, it's um, it is it's a film that I don't think a lot of people have seen. I'm not sure if there's another film called Satan Slave, and maybe people get a bit mixed up um with that. Um that there's nobody in the film beyond um Michael Goff, who you will kind of instantly say, oh. Like, like, say, it's it's not like um, Theatre of Blood or uh, other films that we've talked about. We could go down the list of everybody. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I love that person. I love that person. I don't know. How, I don't think I know anybody in this. I think even the writer is one of the characters because I think they were struggling cash-wise. But it doesn't <laughs> look cheap. It, it, it looks really great. Um, I think the writer, David McGillivray, McGill- g- I did practice that earlier on but I still <laughs> um he wrote um, "schizo." oh okay um, so yeah um the, the Pete Walker schizo. um <laughs> so I got Alex excited I got people all excited then and we were thinking of the uh, the, <laughs> other, the other the but um he's he's wrote quite a lot and actually still writes um comedy things for chat shows and things over here now like um that are that are actually on t v at the moment um So he's he's just kept going and going. He's been, you know, he was born in 1947, and he's still writing things. Yeah, Um, he's a legend, probably one that people don't know that much of. So it isn't quite like um, there's quite a lot of sex in this, but it's it's entertaining. A lot of people would say it's kind of made off the back of Rosemary's Baby or The Exorcist or The Omen, and they're trying to kind of get that um sort of same sort of vibe but I, I wouldn't say that um i think it's a real pleasant surprise when people watch it to see that what a great film it is and it isn't you know for want of a better phrase it isn't trash
0: yeah yeah so i've I'm, I'm looked it up real quick on uh imdb and there's i just stopped on an amazing photo of um a red robe clad goat wearing guy and he's doing the yeah. Devil's rain pose Rock that Ernest nine, made so famous, you know? <laughs> For all oh, you heavy yeah. out there. That's right, you know? And boobs. There's boobs right there.
2: I think that, yeah. So, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, so there is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, on the poster. So there it, yeah in the poster yeah oh yeah of course because i think i did a little youtube shot where i was like oh if you like get out you should try Satan and slave and then i had to edit the picture down because youtube didn't like them, <laughs> didn't like the poster yeah it's get out with boots
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love when you when you click on a movie and like so like i just clicked on in Seminole to to remember oh mm-hmm. and the first the top cast the first two people just have blank Uh, IMDB
1: (laughs) yeah oh in
2: in Seminoid I love films like that where it's like um you know make a film based on what you think Alien might be like and um I I just I just love all those I love all the really terrible versions of Alien and Aliens um, yeah, yeah. and there's a guy who's very he wrote the bad movie bible and he does videos uh-huh. on it and he's so good and he literally did another he did i think he's done an hour long video of alien and aliens rip-offs and versions of them even going as far as looking into like leprechaun in space and oh, that kind <laughs> of thing <laughs> so creature creature yeah. is just my favorite rip-off Oh, that's so good, so good. They're mm-hmm. all just—I I will watch anything where people are, you know, a ripping off um, Alien. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so much fun. But, yeah. but yeah. So, so Norman Warren did that. Um, I think the story is he made in Seminoid off reading the book tie-in of Alien. I think that's oh. what. Which I, I'm, maybe I'm getting that mixed up with Star Crash. Um, oh, making, Star Crash. Make, making that off the back of um, of seeing a poster. Um, <laughs> Somebody mentioned it in a pub, and he was like, "Oh, I could make a movie about that." Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, um, I've got literally got a Star Crush poster behind me. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's it's just such a wild uh, thing. But but in terms of Satan's Slave, it is very it is you know it's not like those films. It's not a knockoff. It's not um. It's a it's a completely creative endeavor of originality. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, I'd recommend it for people to go out and watch Satan's Slave. And do you so have it on a physical media release? I do, I do, and it has. It's a double disc with um, Prey, one of other non Warrens uh, other films oh. on it. Um, but In Seminoid is on a is has been released on a, um, a sort of a proper, you know, I say proper like Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Release, but um, the Satan Slave hasn't. It deserves one. It deserves Yet. one. Yes. 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 So I have thrown a very strange film as my number one it's not the same as yours because you would have Mm -hmm. said so that's that's what's what's yours mine uh, comes from
0: 1981 and stars another just huge beauty crush uh and i'm gonna kill her name no matter how many times i say Ginny agator agator
2: Yeah, that's right, Danny. I gotta say, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it is, of course, an American werewolf in London.
1: Oh, of course.
0: This is truly the movie that introduced me to London as a a horror location. Um, It was a film that literally took just me, you know, an American, and dropped him right in the middle of. As much English as you can, and <laughs> just—I mean, literally—drowns in it. I—I I yeah. love everything about this movie. Um, David Naughton. I mean, I'm a Pepper too. So you know, what else could you not love from? Oh, you don't know? Do you know that he did the I'm a Pepper no. commercials before this? No, no. You know, I Dr. Don't...
2: Pepper. Oh,
0: okay, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'll, so he—he he was the Dr. Pepper guy. Before. Oh right! Okay, yeah, yeah. that's
2: interesting <laughs> uh and then griffin
0: dunn is just hilarious as jack as the he's great you know, as he gets older and, and more decrepit and everything just just keeps on going uh yeah. just you know everything about this a john landis um took uh, again made a horror movie with a lot of great comic comedic parts to, without yeah. messing the whole movie up
2: yeah, you, you could put that alongside um, Shaun of the Dead in a way, couldn't you? You really was, could. Uh, getting that balance perfectly, because some of the horror, is, like certainly the dream sequences are really scary and- And the total sequence. Yeah, yes, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And and then there's some really hilarious stuff. I, I, I'd, again, I'd watched it, dismissed it years ago, and then re-watched it for a podcast about a year ago, maybe six months ago, actually and was blown away with how good it was because i'm not a massive john landis fan um I, I i'm not like a fan of him necessarily from what i've what i've read like as a person but also as like um as a director i'm not like a massive blues brothers fan or you know 1941 anything. you know yeah they just didn't really do it for me and um but i i will put my hands up and say i underestimated how good um american werewolf in london is it is a fantastic film it is yeah. uh, from minute one right to the end there's some incredibly memorable things in it it's really well made and for it he was just a kid when he made it as well so mm-hmm. it was so much talent um so yeah it you totally get why you chose it man oh yeah. what a yeah, yeah what a, what a film and like this the by the, the people who he's killed are in the um theater with them talking yeah. to them like it, with the porn going on it, yeah uh, you know, it's oh, like oh my word what so, so so wild and like like i say the, the the there's there's the sort of there is a little bit of social commentary in there with the mm-hmm. sort the the jewish characters and, and like certainly in the dream sequences and things like that and i was like there's loads more to this film than, I, than i'd i given it credit for um, yeah. Even Rick, Rick Mayel turns up in a pub as well and doesn't say anything because he's not got like a, uh, the right accent. So he's just kind of playing darts and you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, of course I love young ones. Um, you know, mm. it was played over here on MTV and, and yeah. I just, you know, felt, was it? I, I'm yeah. just literally on a recent watch. Oh, yeah. That was back when MTV played music videos in the day and they'd play shows at night. Ah. Now it's, you know, what MTV four is where you can see videos anyway. Right. Ah. Uh, But yeah, I see Rick and I'm like, what? And I pause it and I go back and I look it up and sure enough, chess player number two.
2: Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, of course. That's... It was Chestnut Darts, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no but I mean, he was just that's <laughs> all he, he doesn't even get a name, you know. No, he doesn't, he oh. doesn't, doesn't say. it. I don't think he says anything because, yeah, because he, he, his accent would throw off where they were supposed to be up in the moors, yeah, um, yeah. And again, that's one of those where I think it's all over the place in terms of where they film different bits and mm-hmm. pieces of the film, but oh, you'd only know that if you looked into it, you know, right. it's not, it's not, um, it's not something that would take you out of the film. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, one of the one of the
0: the most memorable scenes in a comedic, but also kind of just just fun scene was when he wakes up naked in the zoo and he ends up stealing balloons and then he steals a woman's red coat. And that's like all he's wearing yeah and his, yeah and he's just like hmm some weather we're having aren't we <laughs> you know? yeah they go where uh,
2: did you say to the little kid where did you get that balloon from that man yeah. gave it to me and yeah. i was thinking you, you wouldn't make that you wouldn't put that in a film no. in <laughs> it's perfectly innocent and funny but like yeah we're just so there'd be some pearls clutching going on i think Oh, uh, what yeah no uh, kidding, no uh, kidding I, but... i'm not a big fan of saying oh you wouldn't be able to put that in a film because i'm like well there's loads of things in films and it depends who's making it and who's watching it but um I think that's just one of those where it's just kind of a more innocent time. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And there was nothing behind
0: it; it was just, "Hey, yeah, kid," yeah. Give, you know, he's in yeah. a, he's naked in a bush. Well, ah, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> it and it's just, it's just yeah. perfect. And the fact that um, John Woodvine as the doctor, who becomes the investigator to figure out exactly what's going <laughs> yeah. on, yeah. Um, he was brilliant in this. I when I, a recent rewatch, I bought a Blu-ray version of it and it his character never really kind of jumped out at me but this last w- watch i was like man he's he's and he's clever too when he goes to the to the to the village and you know yeah. he's it's just it's just really really a, a great film well i dedicated doctor
2: to do that so just <laughs> <laughs> <Because> nobody <laughs> else was doing it you know yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it, it's it's funny you say that like about when you re-watch something and picking out a different character um I think that's a, is a sign of a good film, and you can get a completely different feel hmm. for the film afterwards. Like The Exorcist is a good one. From that, you can watch it from Father Karras's point of view, which is what I did last time I watched it, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more. You can watch it from Reagan's. You can watch it from um, oh what's the mom's. This? The mo- yeah, of course. My yeah. mind just went totally blank. I can literally see a picture of her now in the new <laughs> film, uh, which I've not seen. Neither, but, um, but um, she, she, you know, you can watch it from all those different points of view. And get something different out of it just like a really good book just like the best your your the book that's your favorite book is probably your favorite book because you've every time you've read it you've got something different out of it Mm -hmm. and i think that that's when you when you said that about american werewolf in london and the the the, the, reading it from the doctor's point of view or seeing it from the doctor's point of view yeah what a great point yeah Mm -hmm. Well, Maybe you. I need to watch it for a third time. <laughs> I think you should. But yeah. don't watch American Werewolf in Paris afterwards. No, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was back when Sky used to do a... Um, Sky TV used to do a premiere every Saturday. And me and my mum would sit down and get a pizza and watch it. And American Werewolf in Paris was one of them. Is that, it was with Tom Everett Scott, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, I was just like, uh, this is just the same as the first one. Because I had completely watched and dismissed the first one. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm very much aware that the first one is eminently better than <laughs> loads better oh yeah, yeah oh
0: yeah. yeah and you know when i did the the vampire episode I, I don't know if i talked about this but i was so excited to get a copy of innocent blood which was a movie he did uh that that landis did not too long after american war from london
1: Mike, and i was
0: gonna... like oh this is going to be a great film and oh, i can't wait to see it and whew, yeah it was it was tough it was, it was a, nice. all about a woman who accidentally Turns a mobster uh, into a vampire, and then he escapes, and he starts turning his people over, and it's just
1: oh yes. Yeah. As somebody
2: mentioned, somebody did a review of this recently. I think they've just done a new, like um, like boutique version of it. Um, oh, okay. Because I, 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 when, when as soon as you said it, and I just quickly looked, and it was the white face on the front cover, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, the, the 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 sort of bringing this one back, kind of like um, do you think it was trying to have. Well, it's vampire isn't it but, but yes trying to go trying to go for that kind of um european feel with that as well do you think he did in new york and because she's french and a beautiful
0: woman i don't mm-hmm. remember her name right off but um it just it, it was just a little too heavy-handed with the the jokes uh, um you know like she goes to she kills somebody and or goes to kill somebody and She goes, oh, i don't feel like italian tonight or something oh, okay it, it's just like well, P- poly
2: walnuts is in it as well yeah
0: oh yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of good you know mobster yeah. guys um <laughs> which makes it even harder to not just absolutely Phenology love it, it yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but uh anyway wow is. well we have done a great list with only one crossover that's yeah. I, you really brought some deep pulls, and I'm <laughs> I'm super excited to go back and watch. Well, I
2: did, I did use a couple of that I haven't seen, so um, I need to go. Yeah, I certainly need to go and watch the Descent for 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 one. Mm-hmm. Um, need to go and see that film. Yeah, and and
0: if I can make a suggestion, watch it in a very dark room, <laughs> okay? Because it it adds so much to it. Because so much of the movie is um, you know, subterranean. And it's dark and that's how I watched it. I had a little DVD player that had like a little, I don't know, Ah, six inch screen with headphones and I, I laid in bed and we have completely dark room yeah Mm, it was such a good watch
2: i need to do that i think sometimes the the to force yourself to watch a film at home because i I don't live near a cinema anymore so i do have to watch the films at home more than than i used to do i used to live like just around the corner from from oh from two different cinemas and now now it's it's a good hour and a half so i'm like okay um so forcing yourself to watch it in focus on it but also the atmosphere around you without getting too pretentious um i I watched the last voyage of the demeter and uh, we had a big storm going on in our uh, wow we're we're right next to the sea where we have like a like a, a beach just to the side of us and um, the Irish Sea, and it it was really going. So when I did my review on my channel, I filmed myself outside just after the storm, talking about the film because I was like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is on location, even though it's a different <laughs> sea. Um, and it's not near Whitby. It's Still but, salt. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. I, I honestly, doing that at night on the beach in pitch black was. It's really scary <laughs> i've got to watch that then because I, I haven't seen the
0: film yet so i'm going to watch the film and then i'm going to watch
2: your oh, video. It's, it's spoiler free it's spoiler free yeah oh okay
0: okay
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> wow
0: that's awesome man that is awesome wow this has been just so amazing you are just you're the bomb Oh, you nice,
2: know? man! Right back. Here. Yeah. I can't wait to have, to have you on my channel and interview you. Know that's a couple of weeks' time. We're gonna yeah, gonna, gonna swap roles and I'm gonna I, grill you. I'm much better at asking questions than I am answering them. So
0: I, I don't know. Well, that's gonna be yeah. pretty fantastic then <laughs> because you you were awesome,
2: man. I love, I love your. You. So you've got Star Wars figures up there too. Oh uh, well, that's a story in itself. Um, I I did have every Star Wars figure from 1977 um through to Power of the Force. A few replacement bits and pieces. I got them all and then I sold them. Um, And now what I'm doing is I am only buying the retro figures. Um, Okay. So none of them, they're all quite new. Um, But they, they only released them in like batches of five or six. So the last one they did was Return of the Jedi, but they did the Mandalorian ones first and they were such a hit. So it's just a nice way of reconnecting with the sort of figures that I used to have and I loved. Um, but maybe not having it consume my room and my life. <laughs>
0: I'm with you. Uh, I'm. I have a man cave outside that will. Too many Star Star Trek figures out there. Oh, uh, cool! Too, too oh. many,
2: yeah. I've got I've got a uh, Wrath of Khan uh, figure down here as well. I've got Khan, <laughs> I've got Khan, Khan uh, from the TV series though, rather than the. Oh, uh, the, okay, okay. The, the cool, the cooler looking one, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. The, the yeah, Wrath of Khan's my favorite.
0: That's kid. a great one. Now, that's that's one of my uh, Desert Deserted Island movies. Yeah, is Wrath of Khan? Brilliant. It brilliant. really is. It really is. Wow great well listen okay so we already know what we're doing next but i made a note here how would you like to do they five peter cushing roles
2: that would be tough to rank them that would i'd love to do it but that would be that you're giving me a real uh a real task well you know he's great in everything and that's uh, not uh, he's just i am a jerk (laughs) no (laughs) i just i do i I would love to do that but um it's going to be a tricky one would i I be allowed to put corruption in there because i'm not sure sure you can put whatever you want to and
0: i'll even make a a stipulation how about we do it in no particular order
1: okay just for you yeah just five
0: of your favorites with no numbers we could do that yeah
2: we could definitely do that all right so you'll need about a year and a half to Work that list. Out. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to they'll be like the the um what's he called the guy from uh, always sunny with the pin board and the string but he was really good in this so,
0: oh and then he was special and oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> i think that's what
2: we'll do yeah oh man that's cool. oh thank you so much for inviting me to do that that's so well, cool, sure man. this is so okay. much fun
0: man oh thank you uh, and I'd, I'd also like to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this episode of Faith 5 for Fans. You can find us and, more, and more, more, much, much more from the Plastic Microphone Studios wherever you catch a podcast. It'd be a massive help if you could leave us a review and that all-important five-star rating. And I really mean this. If you could just take a couple of minutes out of your day on whatever app you're listening to and even just give us the thumbs or the fingers or just two sentences... Uh, It would help to let more people know about us and then they could decide how horrible we are. Um, You can find us on our website and on all the social media places. And don't forget to look for our other show, Complete Disarray with Jamie Ray, where we take one topic and just ramble on and on and on and on about it. But seriously, in, in a good way. And keep your eyes out for a big announcement coming soon about a new show starting next year because absolutely no one demanded it and remember folks it may not be the best it may not be the most popular but if it's your favorite then it's good enough for us thank you for joining
2: us matt take us out good night everybody don't forget to uh, subscribe uh, to jamie's um podcast it's so much fun so creative i've really enjoyed it so go back and listen to all the other episodes not just the horror ones all of them All of them. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good (laughs) night and happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween.